0: So over the next few weeks in our worship services, we're going to direct our attention toward exploring common sayings that we've all heard, probably all said. A lot of these sayings have been a part of our hearing and thinking for years, even from generation to generation. And some of us have those things that we have heard and we cling to and deem sacred because my grandmother taught me this. When I was little and we've remembered it all of our lives or some other uh, connection or relationship that makes it special to us. What we'll see during this series is that a lot of those kind of sayings that we repeat might have some connection to scripture, but not fully scriptural, um, at least the way we say them today. The reason I want to address some of these common sayings and contrast them with what we know in Scripture is that when we as Christians proclaim them as truth and either intentionally say this is from the Bible or allow that to be assumed even, um, we uh, make some proclamations about who we believe God is and what we believe God is like. And in the process, we may unintentionally miscommunicate some things about God. So really the focus of this series is let's think about what we're really saying about God when we pass on these common quotes. And then we'll look specifically at scriptures maybe related to them or connected with these sayings. Just to get us ready to go this morning, I want to do something fun. And I've always wanted to say this like I remember my teacher saying... Are you ready for a pop quiz? I'm going to put five statements up on the screen. Look at them. Which one is an accurate, literal, biblical quote? All things work together for good. Be in the world, but not of the world. When God closes a door, he opens a window. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Money is the root of all evil. One of those, only one of those, is a word for word quote from Scripture. You got it figured out? A couple of them are close. For example, money is the root of all evil. That's a misquote. 1st Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 which says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil not money the love of money so it's close on the screen but it's not scripture all things work together for good well it's close but it leaves out God as the one who causes That to happen, and it leaves out the condition in the scripture that says it's for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. On that screen, the one that is word for word is number four Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. This verse was Joseph's way of saying to his brothers, God's wisdom and God's power are bigger than yours, and regardless of your intent, God did something amazing anyway. We'll come back and look at that a little more in a couple minutes. Having already looked at those four phrases that are not exact repetitions of Scripture, some closer to it than others, let's look at another common saying and consider. This question, is it in the Bible? Today, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Scripture or no? In my pondering about this statement, I've come to the point of believing that a couple of assumptions are applied in this statement. If everything happens for a reason... I think that presupposes that God is making everything happen for a reason. If we believe everything happens for a reason, don't we assume that God has intentionally caused those things to happen? Doesn't it have to be God or some other power equivalent to God causing everything to happen? I don't think there's any equivalent power to be considered here. So if we say everything happens for a reason, aren't we saying God causes everything to happen? We'll wrestle with that a little bit. We'll go a little further as we explore it and where maybe it comes from. I imagine the saying is somewhat based on this scripture verse from Romans, which you may well recognize. You've even heard parts of it already. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, we can take this verse, theologically kind of neuter it, twist it around a little bit and it comes out sounding like everything happens for a reason. But that's not what it says. Everything happens for a reason? No. No. Not there. Now sometimes that's, that's paraphrased as there's a purpose for everything. Still not in the scripture. And if we want to sound churchy, the churchy sounding version of that scripture is, comes out like this when something difficult has happened and we need a response but we don't know what to say and we're not sure what's going on. And so we say... It must have been God's will. It must have been God's will. They all boil down to everything happens for a reason. But before we buy into statements like those, we need to think carefully about what we're saying because we can communicate or miscommunicate truths about God, particularly to people who may not be Certain about who God is and what God's like, anyway. For example, does God cause everything to happen and therefore make everything happen for a specific reason? Or does God take things that happen, tough happenings in life, and therefore, (coughs) excuse me, take those tough things that happen in life? And at some point, potentially cause good to come out of them. Even a hard situation, God causes that. That sounds a little closer to what scripture says. Let me share a story with you. About, I want to say nine years ago. I think it was about nine years ago. Our niece, who lived in Moorhead with her husband and her four-year-old daughter, our niece had a major car wreck. She was injured significantly. Our great-niece, their four-year-old daughter died instantly in that accident. Now, imagine people trying to comfort them with some words like, well, everything happens for a reason. Do you hear comfort in those words at all? I don't. Because if they tell me everything happens for a reason, they just portrayed the death of a four-year-old little girl as some kind of move in a cosmic chess match where there's a reason for everything. Did that accident happen for a reason? Did God cause that to happen for a purpose? Did it happen because it was God's will? If that's what you believe God is like, we don't know the same God. Now, for the rest of the story. I think it was two or three years After that accident. While Janet was working at the Christian bookstore in northern Kentucky, she was talking with the lady who casually mentioned that she was from Moorhead. And Janet said, Oh, we lived in Moorhead for several years. And uh, the lady asked her if she'd ever been to Cross Point Church in Moorhead. Janet said, No, but my niece and her husband go to that church and told them their names, which meant nothing to the lady. Janet said, Do you remember hearing about a young mother from that church who was in a big car wreck and lost her four-year-old daughter in that wreck? The lady's eyes got big and she said, yes. And she went from yes to telling Janet about her sister who was an atheist. Somehow this lady had gotten her atheist sister to attend Crosspoint Church with her one Sunday. The lady continued to tell Janet, it was a week after your niece's accident and your niece and her husband were there at church just a week after losing their four-year-old daughter. After hearing what had happened, my sister was amazed at the peace your niece and her husband had had in the midst of this very fresh grief they were experiencing. And she said, the peace God gave them during that time was such a powerful witness that my sister said, that's not natural. It has to be something bigger than us making that possible. that morning opened her sister's eyes to God's presence. And soon she gave her heart to the Lord. As the lady was leaving the bookstore that day, she turned and said to Janet, my sister is now a Christian because of what happened with your niece. Yeah. If I I hear that as that accent happened for that reason, I've got a problem with that. If I hear that accent happened so my sister could become a Christian, I don't believe that at all. God does not need, God does not cause tragedies to accomplish His purposes in this world. In that family or in your family or your circle of friends. God is powerful enough and wise enough to accomplish His will without intentionally inflicting pain. Now, I do believe that God took tragic circumstances and eventually, two or three years later, caused something good to come out of it. God caused things to work for good out of that situation which really is God's response, not God's initiation of the events, but God's response to the events. God did not cause that accident to happen for any reason, but God's response can cause things to work together for good. And we may not always even know what that good ends up being, but it absolutely does happen that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. I know it's a small difference in the way we say things. But one way communicates that God makes everything happen for a reason even if to accomplish that reason it causes pain in our lives. The other way communicates that God takes what happens even tragic things, and eventually can bring good out of them. Whether a situation involves an accident, a natural disaster, human choices, maybe good reasonable choices, maybe evil and sinful choices. When a situation involves any of those kind of things, that can create pain in our lives. God can redeem those difficult situations at some point in the future after loving us through those situations, after bringing healing and hope and peace and strength. God can potentially bring something good out of the difficult. We live in a world where we're subject to free will, and to free choices that we make and that other people make. We also live in a world where sin and evil impact people, even God's people. Think with me for a minute about the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. A lot of you will remember that story. If you want to read it, it will take you a while because it's somewhere between... I don't know, 12 or 15 chapters in the book of Genesis to read the whole story. But you remember the basics of that. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. He ended up in prison a couple of times. He was forgotten by someone who might have helped him out of prison, but didn't. Finally, he was given the opportunity to serve Pharaoh. Ultimately, Joseph becomes second in command in all of Egypt and saved thousands of lives during a major famine. Finally, in that acting of saving lives, he even saves his brother's lives, who were the ones that initially betrayed him and sold him into slavery. Did all that happen for a reason? Or did God cause those things to work together for good For someone who loved God and was called according to his purposes. Joseph is the one who said to his brothers, a real scripture of the five we looked at, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. In the words of Dr. Bill Arnold in his uh, commentary on Genesis, he writes this, they planned harm. But God reconfigured their evil and produced good from it. God reconfigured their evil and produced good from it. He goes on and says, even the wrongful and unethical behavior of humans is something God is capable of comprehending as an opportunity for good. That's powerful. God reconfigured evil and produced good from it. Even wrong behavior of humans is something God is capable of comprehending as an opportunity for good. In that story, Joseph and his family saw God lovingly take incredibly difficult circumstances and eventually use them for amazing good. I have to believe that in this world there are things that happen beyond reason, beyond purpose, beyond some cosmic manipulation. And they happen because God's given us free will. Things do happen not necessarily for a reason. We may never know a reason. But for those who love God and are called according to His purpose, Scripture says, all those things that we can't figure out when they're placed in the hands of God can eventually be used to bring about good. If we misrepresent God with a statement like everything happens for a reason, We may create misunderstanding of who God is, especially to those who don't know the Lord. We could create anger, doubt, hurt, rejection of God. We could make people walk away from God rather than draw close to Him if we make them believe God caused a tragedy in their life for some reason unknown to all of us. Everything happens for a reason. That phrase could also lead us to a place of mistaken understanding about who God is. As we blame God for things that God hasn't done, we may get mad at God or turn away from God altogether when really we need to be saying, Lord, I'm really confused. I'm really hurting right now. I need you more than ever. I need you to take this difficult situation and somehow get us through it. Right now, Lord, could you guide us, comfort us, heal us, strengthen us? Do what you want with this situation, even potentially bringing some good out of it somewhere down the road. You see, my concern is saying everything happens for a reason prevents open, honest healing conversations with our Lord. If you've ever struggled trying to figure out the reason for something that happened in your life, if everything happens for a reason, we try to figure out the reason. If you've ever wrestled with trying to figure out the reason My prayer for you is that you can be freed from that struggle. I encourage you to have those open, honest, healing, renewing conversations with God who loves you. Who wants to be involved in your life and who would never cause painful occurrences in your life just to accomplish some purpose we'll never understand. God is bigger, wiser, and more loving than that. He doesn't need to cause pain and struggle in our lives. God is fully capable of creating everything He needs to accomplish His purposes without causing His children pain. God does choose to be actively involved in our lives including the tragic, painful times, the uncertain times, the confusing times. He's fully capable of taking those things we can't understand and can't handle ourselves and weaving them into something useful in the hands of God. And in so doing, bring good out of those situations somewhere down the road. ...after healing and recovery have taken place. It's kind of what God does. Redeems the things that seem impossible to redeem. Redeems the things that seem like they're forever wasted time. Forever painful tragedy. Forever hopeless situations. See, we worship a God who brings resurrection from crucifixion. We worship a God who defeats death with new life. We worship a God who overcomes sin with forgiveness and eternal life. We worship a God who brings hope out of the hopeless. Everything does not happen for a reason. But God does cause everything to work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. It is God's purpose of love for you and for me. It is His response of compassion for His children who are hurting and struggling and need loved. It is God's gift to you this morning the love of the Father Almighty who will embrace you even in the most difficult times and walk with you through every moment related to that. Not because everything happens for a reason, but because God loves you and at some point may choose to bring something good out of the difficult My prayer is you embrace that love, that healing, that hope that God has for you that far exceeds any common saying that we might throw out without being aware of what it really means. God's gift to you is himself, his love, hope, wrapped up in a gift from God. Would you pray with me? Lord, we deal with a lot of crazy, uh, difficult, painful situations in our lives. And a whole lot of the time we can't really understand them. We don't know why things happen. And sometimes we even spend time trying to figure out why something happened. What was the reason for that? Most of the time we fail in that search because things happen we can't understand. So, God, in those times where hearts break, where our spirits are wounded, where bodies are weak, in those difficult times, we pray, Lord, that you freshly pour out your spirit on your children and that you call us into that relationship. of loving you and being called according to your purpose and then we get to watch you cause everything to work together for good. Remind us of the truth of this scripture. Remind us of the hope we find in it and in your word. Remind us of your love that never fails us, that is always with us, in good times and in difficult ones. Remind us of who you are. And the way you desire to work in our lives. Call us to you for that purpose. I pray all this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.